Let's take our Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. This morning we will try to cover, Lord willing, just one verse, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Lord, we do desire to yield our spirits to you, to your word, to your spirit, that you might have your work and will and way within us. And even now, Lord, we trust you. Your word says faith comes to hearing, hearing the word of Christ. So as we study this word about faith, may the word of Christ stir up and strengthen and mature our faith, Lord, that we can faithfully walk after you. For your glory, Lord. Amen. Have you heard the phrase galaxy brain? Have you ever heard that phrase? Some of you have. Maybe the younger generation have heard the phrase, galaxy brain. Have you ever talked to somebody before, and when you've dialogued with them, you got the impression from them that they had a galaxy brain, and they knew it, and you had the brain the size of a nematode? Have you ever talked to somebody like that or been in a conversation like that? I have. Even this week, I was talking to an individual, and... I think it's true. He says that that he's a patriot. He also said that he's an ex-Catholic Christian, but the kind of Christian that believes that Jesus was just made up by the church and that though there is a God, God is the good that is in each one of you. But he kept saying, but I, I am a Christian. And Satan is the evil inside of people. Now, he quoted many different writings from many different religions and many different philosophers and many different scientific writers. He had a lot of knowledge. And I think he did. And in one sense, in a worldly sense, he had a galaxy brain. But Scripture says... In the book of Romans, professing to be wise, they have become fools. And he was trusting simply in his own intellect. And so he is living in his own shroud of deception. And though he had some knowledge of Christ, instead of seeking to live and to walk by faith. He's walking by his own understanding. And in the end, it's going to lead him to, there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end, it leads in and death. This morning, when we look at our passage, it says, by faith, we understand. We're to walk by faith, to, to live by faith, to even pray in faith, but even to understand by faith. Now, this whole passage from Hebrews 11, verse 32 
all the way to the end of chapter 11, verse 40, is about walking in faith. That is, faithfully press forward so we don't falter and fall back. Faithfully press forward with faith in Jesus Christ. That's what we are called to do. Verse 39 says, even to give us encouragement and to give these beloved Hebrews encouragement, but we are not of those to shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the persevering of the soul. Faith by its very nature goes forward and and perseveres and believes what is true, not what is false. And we've seen that in this passage, it unfolds three different means to press forward by faith. And first, we saw that it understands the best is yet to come. And we saw that in verses 32 to 34. And the best that is yet to come is not even if a revival happened in the U.S. and great things happened, that wouldn't even be the best that is yet to come. The best that is yet to come is heaven with Jesus. The second means, we said, refuse to lose confidence in the gospel. It's not about confidence in yourself or confidence in the church or confidence in the state or confidence in your health or confidence that the sun will be here, that the sun will rise tomorrow. That's not what our confidence is in. Our confidence is in Christ and the Lord and the gospel. And then we've started the third means, and that is exercise your faith. The way to press faithfully forward is you have to exercise your faith. I've said several times, it's not my quote, I'm quoting somebody else. Mobility equals survivability. This ex-Delta Force guy has a book and that's what he said over and over again. Mobility equals survivability. You've got to be mobile physically to have a healthy body. I think you can apply that spiritually to faith. James chapter 2. Faith again by its nature does what? It works. It works out. It's active. It moves because it's alive. We walk by faith, live by faith, pray by faith. We don't just lay there by faith and nothing happens. Faith energizes us to move for Christ, for God. Now we've seen the definition of faith and we've started these depictions of faith. And that will be chapter 11, verse 3, all the way to the end of the chapter. There are different pictures that are given to us at least 19 times you have by faith. You see that in verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, verse 7, verse 8, verse 9, all the way on down by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. What is chapter 11 about? Faith. (laughs) Not, Not hard to miss. It's hard to not get the point just because of the sheer repetition. And by the way, each time the English text brings it out right, and the the Greek sentence, by faith, doves comes first. And when it does that, it's often for emphasis. So by repetition of the word faith, but also by placement of the phrase by faith, there's a huge emphasis on faith is the means to live for God and to accomplish things by God. It is the way. It is of central importance in the Christian life. By faith, by faith. And we'll see this morning, but also as we go through this passage, it's not faith in faith. It's not faith in yourself. It's not faith in your parents. It's not faith in a system. It's faith in God and God's promises. It's faith in Christ. 
Now, this morning, we're going to see this first picture to follow. It's not a picture of a person, but it's more of a picture of an event, and it's this. Believe to understand. Believe to understand. In verse 3, faith, true faith, will generate perception. Faith is a soul grasp of God's narrative and being gripped by God's narrative will lead you to say yes to God creating the whole universe. True intelligence, verse 3 is saying, is birthed by faith. A galaxy brain is begotten by faith in God, by faith in Christ. And so first, we're going to see this in the text itself, and then we'll seek to see this in our own lives. Again, believe to understand. It's not never understand. It's not saying don't seek to understand and to apprehend things, but rather it's saying prioritize faith and believing over understanding. And I won't quote it yet, but there should be a verse that comes to mind from the book of Proverbs. First, we'll see this in the text. And I'm going to give you at least five different points that we should see in verse 3 from the text itself. Number one, this is starting with the origin of all things. When you look at this chapter again, it goes from, not just from Abel, it doesn't just go from the Garden of Eden. It goes from before the Garden of Eden all the way on down to at least... Isaiah, verse 37 says they were sawn in two. I believe that was Isaiah. And even more, perhaps. Perhaps after Isaiah. But it starts even before Moses, even before Abraham, before Enoch, before Abel. It goes all the way back to creation and the origin of the very universe. It goes to the foundation of all that is. This chapter about faith. Faith is foundational and it starts with the foundation of the whole universe. And I think that's perhaps why the Holy Spirit is starting faith with how the universe was founded. Because it's emphasizing faith is foundational for everything. Faith in God, faith in the revelation that God has given in other words, when you look at verse 3, it says, By faith we understand the worlds were prepared by the word of God. You can't truly, truly understand anything in its true sense unless you know God and have faith in God. You can't really know about raspberries and chocolate and dogs and, and stars and honey, and bumblebees, and concrete, and the hair on your head, unless you have a true knowledge by faith of who God is, because the very foundational, basic level that all things were created and are sustained by God, that's the very foundational, basic level uh, knowledge of the origin of everything. And so if you don't have that, then you've missed out on the big picture of everything. And so that's why I think the Holy Spirit is starting with the origin of all things. Faith that there is a real creator God. Evolution is false. 
It's surprising to me how I've talked to so many people that would say evolution is, is a theory, it's false, it's a false dogma. But, however, we do know the earth was created by aliens. What? How can you... Of course, yes, by aliens. We were seated here. They've watched so many sci-fi movies, they've gotten their theology from the sci-fi channel. Are reading some kind of sci-fi books. But basically, it's a rejection of faith in God. We're going to reject God's understanding. We're going to reject faith. It's this soul that's grasping God's narrative and being convincingly gripped of God's narrative. A person that is believing in evolution or that aliens seeded the earth and those we became then humans, that is rejecting God's narrative. I reject God and people, this, this message that says this is God's narrative, I reject that. Now, in the day and age of these churches, these beloved Christians in the book of Hebrews, there were many ideas about the origin of the universe. Many. There was a, there were all these titans, all these Greek and Romans gods, like 12 of them, and underneath them there were like hundreds, and they all fought, and as a result of that, there were all this matter, and that became the universe, and that became the earth. And if you don't believe that, then you're an atheist, right? Romans and Greeks would call sometimes Christians atheists, because they didn't believe in all the gods, they just believed in one. Well, then you're like it, you're an atheist. No. There is one God that created everything. And so the Spirit of God then is starting with this very beginning source of information. Is One of the first things that faith does is say, yes, I, I believe God's narrative that he's the creator and he made all things. Second, we're seeing believe to understand. We see it in the text. Second, Faith is the means to apprehend one God created everything. You can see it in the text by faith, that phrase, and as it is repeated throughout the passage, technically, syntactically, by faith is, if you wanted to have proper grammar, you, you would write it, we understand by faith. It's put forward again to emphasize it. The, the means, in other words, to understand creation of everything is that it is apprehended not by scientific investigation, not primarily, but primarily by faith. Why, why cannot the creation of all things be understood, be apprehended by scientific investigation? Ultimately, because nobody alive was there. Nobody living experienced it. Nobody had a cell phone and was there. Okay, God, hang on. Shoot, hang on, hang on. Okay, now go, God, and I'll film it. Nobody was there. There was no journalist there to interpret what happened. Nobody. Nothing. Angels weren't there. Not at the original starting point. Only God. And so in a true sense, faith is the means to apprehend, ultimately, foundationally, that God created all things. Faith gives you and I, by God's grace, it's a gift, the ability to understand 
that there's one holy personal God that says, I made this. Faith is the cause of that. This is why Augustine, St. Augustine said, church father, quote, seek not to understand that you may believe, but believe that you may understand. Now, this ultimately has profound implications even on evangelism and apologetics. It's not that scientific evidence is wrong or sharing scientific evidence is not helpful. It can be helpful. But it's in the priority for somebody actually to understand creation and understand God and and to receive Christ that they must come to a place of faith. Faith is the key for people to understand God and to understand Christ. So prioritize faith even over your understanding, even over your understanding, your own understanding. Again, this passage and I, I'm not saying don't seek to understand, don't seek to grow in your intellect. Certainly. Even Proverbs talks about knowledge. We need to have knowledge and we need to grow in the grace and knowledge of Christ. But that's built on this foundation of faith. Again, faith is this, your inward person is grasping um, what God has declared himself to be in his word. And then your inner man, your inner soul is being gripped by that in a convincing manner. So you grasp it and you're convinced that what God has said in his word is true about everything. And you prioritize that first. Number three, we're talking about things that we see in this text. Underneath, believe to understand. Again, we're not saying don't understand. We're saying the means to understand the best. To have the the biggest galaxy brain that you could ever have, you must do it by faith. By trusting God. Number three. This passage, this this verse, is dealing not just with the creation of earth, but with space, time, and matter, with the whole universe. Look back at verse 3. By faith we understand the worlds were prepared. The worlds were prepared. The word worlds, if you look in your margin, it might say ages are eternity. The normal Greek term for worlds, I'm talking about verse 3, the, the normal term for world or worlds would be cosmos. This is ionios. Ionios, which is often translated eternity, ages, forever, or even universe. The Greek term is used in the Greek Old Testament, the Septuagint, for example, in Psalm chapter 8, Psalm 8, verse 3. Psalm 8, verse 3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have ordained. I might be quoting. I think it's their heavens. Also, look at Ephesians chapter 3, verses 9 and 11. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 9 and 11. 
you can see and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, which for ages, for ages. And verse 11, this was in accordance with the eternal purpose, the word eternal, ages and eternal. Or even 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it's used, this word ionios, in a passage that I like to to quote at times, or at least near the passage I like to, to quote. But we speak God's wisdom and a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. So here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, the word worlds maybe at one time was helpful, at least in understanding the, the heavens. God created the heavens, what's, what we look up and see. But the word also is a little bit more comprehensive and means from eternity past to time, space, matter, everything that's in between. Um, Genesis 1, 1, and now God did everything, made all things, made the whole universe, macro and micro. God made all of those. And when it says prepared, it's the idea, again, going, it's the idea of set up, arranged, um, exactly fitted and, and prepared in heaven. And that's why you have Psalm 8, Three, when it says, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. It's the idea that God has prepared, ordained, outfitted, set up the whole universe by the works of his fingers. Not, not just all solar system, not just the, uh, the Milky Way galaxy, not just all the Milky Way galaxies, but time itself. There's one time Lord, and that's Yahweh. That's the Lord God, the Lord of time, space, and matter. God created all of that. And again, this is outside, ultimately, outside of scientific investigation, because when God did that, there was nothing there to to record it. And so it's apprehended and received by faith. There is evidence that that's been done, but for the actual event, we receive that by faith. Faith says yes to Genesis 1. That's what faith does. Faith says yes. Genesis 1 is true. Faith gives you eyes to see and a heart to submit to God's truth. Number four. Again, believe to understand. We're looking at chapter 11, verse 3. And there were many different theories of origins during the day and age that these believers were being tempted to forsake Christ. Today, many believers and many professors are tempted to leave Christ through Facebook, through Twitter, through friends, through work, even through some churches. And at times, it can begin with evolution. Because if evolution is true, then the Bible must be wrong. And if the Bible is wrong, then God must be wrong. And if God is wrong, then heaven and hell must be wrong. And if heaven and hell are wrong, then Jesus must not be true. So I might as well live however I want to. That's the temptation that sprouts 
from a rejection of God created all things. And number four, underneath believe to understand, is faith affirms and apprehends ex nihilo. Have you heard that phrase before? Ex nihilo. That's Latin, isn't it? Some of you might be studying Latin in homeschool. Ex nihilo. Out of nothing. Now, when you look at verse 3, it doesn't have the word out of nothing. It doesn't have that phrase. So there are Christian commentaries and Christian preachers then that will say, this verse does not teach that God created everything out of nothing because you don't have that phrase in this verse. Well, it's true you don't have that phrase. What you do have in verse 3 is, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible, you can literally translate it so that what we see are not made from what is visible. Or what we see did not come from what was visible or the visible things. I would assert that this verse actually is asserting that everything came from nothing. It's not, though you don't find that phrase The theology is asserted here. Why would I say that? Well, first, this is affirming the the negative. Remember back in Hebrews 4.15? I'd better turn there and read it, not just try to quote it from my memory. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. 4.15 is a double negative that is emphasizing positively Christ is able to understand our position, our weaknesses, our temptations. Now, 11, Hebrews 11.3 does not have that construction, but it's a somewhat similar in the sense that it's using a negative to assert the positive. It's affirming something that is negative to teach that there was nothing that could be seen, that God took that and went, oh, look, there's some pre-existing material there from a battle of the titans. There are these aliens that were here before I was here, and they tried to make something, but it didn't work out. Oh, look, there were a bunch of these gases that were just flying around. So I'm going to get all these gases and put put them together and, and make something. No, this is saying there was no matter... For example, something that you could see. Remember, when the book of Hebrews was written, they didn't have telescopes or microscopes. It's saying that there was no matter that you could touch or see or hear. There wasn't any material that God got and brought forth something from that. And there's using a negative to assert what is positive. But additionally, again, this is... First, in this sentence, which makes it its position in the sentence is emphatic. It's put before this main verbal, meaning it's emphasizing from what was not visible, from what could not be seen or touched or heard, no visible matter. God from that made everything. Third, all we have to do is go back to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews 11 verse 3 needs to be understood in the context of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10. And you, Lord, that is uh, Yahweh, you, Yahweh, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. 
and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all become old like a garment. But you are the same, and yours will not come to an end. Hebrews chapter 1 is asserting and affirming the deity of Christ based on his lordship of the universe and that he is the cosmic architect and builder of the whole universe, the heavens and the earth. And so Hebrews 11.3 should be understood in that light. Nothing existed that could be seen, heard, touched. It was the idea out of nothing, I'm saying, because... They didn't have telescope or microscopes. It's a, the negative is being asserted to form the positive. The place in the sentence is making this a very emphatic. And so the whole idea is that there was nothing there. And God said, let there be. And there was. Let there be. And there was again. And it's underscoring and emphasizing the creative power of the word. Hebrews 11 verse 3. The universe, all the galaxies and all that were in them, they were set up by the word of God. And this is number five. God created all things by his voice. This is the Greek word, not logos, but rima, rimati here. By his word, by the specific utterance of God. When God said, let there be, let there be day, let there be night. Let there be vegetation. Let there be animals. Let there be a man and a woman, so forth. God spoke and it was created. That is the, the voice of God. His very word is power, is creator. It creates things from his very mind. That's how powerful God's word is. Listen to Psalm 33. There could be absolutely nothing. And God says, let there be light. And there's light. Psalm 33, verse 6. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their host. Verse 9. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Hebrews 11.3 is saying and echoing that same idea. So then we could say that a soul that is seized by and seizes God's narrative, that is faith. And it's faith then that, that relishes, that recognizes and rests and that God can say something and it's done. God can say, let the waters divide and they will divide. Whatever the Lord wants to do, he will do, and he'll do that through his word. So this verse is saying that faith births this. This idea that there's one holy God, he created all things. That the origin of everything in the universe was from the God of the Bible. That's birthed, not by brainiac power, but by faith. Now, for these believers at this church... The message that's being given to them and to us is if you are floundering in your Christian life or having a hard time following Christ, it's not because of a lack of brain power. It could be because of lack of faith. Your problem in the Christian life isn't because you don't have a galaxy brain. 
It might be that you need to have a more mature faith. Because what can happen is for an excuse, I can just say, you know, Lord, I'm just not as smart as some other Christians. I just can't comprehend the Bible. I just don't have that much intelligence. God would say in his word, that's not the issue. The issue is your faith. That's the issue. Now then, with the time that we have, this must be seen in your own life. That is, believe to understand. Certainly, we want to read, we want to understand. I I can get wrapped up in so many, reading so many journals, whether they be about airplanes, whether they be about neurofibromatosis, whether they be about vitamin D. I I can read so many I won't even tell you how many medical journal articles that I've read now. Many, 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 many. That doesn't make me stronger in Christ. It doesn't make me to be a better husband necessarily that I have more knowledge. It can be very helpful, but if I have faith plus understanding, then that's going to be much more helpful. Understanding alone, but faith, that's going to generate and sanctify the understanding. Number two, this must be seen in your life. So we saw, believe to understand, it's seen in the text. Now we need to see this in our own life. And I'll give you several underneath this. First, for you and me to have an enduring faith, we don't need more scientific evidence, but, but a stronger faith. We don't need more scientific evidence to endure. What I'm saying that this passage here is saying is that these believers, they were in danger of physical persecution, and so they were being tempted in their faith to, in one way or another, to leave Christ or to back off from being all out for Christ in order to convince them to go forward in Christ, he doesn't give them a book by Henry Morse. I'm not saying Henry Morse, Christian scientist, Genesis Flood. Those books are incredible. Please read those. But the issue here is by faith, we understand who God is and what the word is saying, and that gives us the most energetic spiritual boost of stick-to-it power. That's what this text is saying to these believers. That is, what, what gets you through trials is not the true scientific evidence that collaborates with Scripture, like the uh, the geological strata structure of the earth, all the different levels, understanding actually that that is accurate with Genesis 1 and the rest of the Bible, that that's encouraging. But if you're dealing with cancer and you lose your job and you have two brothers that die and then two parents that, that die, what gets you through difficult times is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34. 
knowing that you have for yourselves a better possession and a lasting one. It's the glories of Christ and the glories of heaven that get you through the most difficult times. Hebrews 13, verse 14, For we do not have a lasting city, for here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. And so what I'm saying that Hebrews is saying, it's not saying that scientific evidence, that those things are bad. It's true. The true science collaborates and supports all that Scripture says. But what needs to be prioritized is your faith in Jesus based upon his word. Because nobody's been to heaven with their cell phone or a journal and made and come back and made a report. Only... Paul did that apparently, but he wasn't allowed to what? Report anything about it. Jesus, and he's told us already in his word. That is heaven, and what the Bible says about heaven, we have to receive it by faith. And that's what encourages us. You know, James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy with the testing of your faith, knowing that perseverance develops knowing the test in your faith that loves perseverance and perseverance must have its course in you so that you be mature and complete, lacking nothing. In order to be able to face trials that way, we have to have faith in that verse. And I think that's why this is placed here. There is an emphasis, and you'll see this as we look at Abraham. Abraham didn't really get to tangibly see that the whole land was his. It says that Moses, he was looking at something else. There is, in faith, something that doesn't look at everything that's seen. But rather, it's caught up in the beauty of Christ and the beauty of heaven. And you can't put that under a microscope or put it in a telescope. You can't do that. There's a true sense we live by faith and not by sight. God gives us general revelation. And general revelation, the whole earth, the whole universe, cries out and screams, God is true, God is true, God is true, God is true. But there is even more a specific revelation that plunges down deeper into who God is and takes us up to the heavens and to Christ. But that's received by faith. Number two. I think this verse is here so believers can push forward in faith and professors of Christ and encourage them to close with Christ. So we that believe and trust Jesus, so we're encouraged to keep pressing forward. And those that maybe they would say, yes, I believe that Jesus is true, but I haven't yet totally embraced him. This is given here, I believe, to say, yes, today, come all the way to faith in Christ. Now, we mentioned this before, but let me just bring this out briefly and quickly. Many professing Christians, those that don't possess Christ but profess Christ, many of them, it seems at least to me that I've talked with, lose faith in Jesus Christ because they're challenged by evolutionary theory from a 
class professor, maybe from a book they've read, maybe from a man like Christopher Hitchens or somebody like that that has complex sentences that in some way may seem to make some sense and they can talk in such a way that it seems they have a galaxy brain and your brain is a nematode. However, we need to understand that people that have no faith in God, they're spiritually dead. So they, though not all of them, and not all to the same degree, but today, when people reject God and base it upon evolutionary theory or alien theory, then also usually there can be really babyish, crazy things, even wicked things that are are believed even by people that have many PhDs. Right for today, for example, if you want to be, if you're a guy and you want to be a woman, you can do that. If you are a woman and you want to be a guy or a guy to be a woman, then you can do that. It's okay. And even the AMA, American Medical Association, has ascribed to such things. That uh, guide and uh, certify all the hospitals and, and doctors. They don't have faith in God. So, you know, right? For the Supreme Court justice, they asked her, right? What, what, is that right? Supreme or Congress? Supreme, what's that? Supreme Court? I can't remember. But a judge, remember they asked the woman, can you define what it means to be a woman? And she was not able to do it. So what I am saying is once this faith and God created everything goes, then eventually everything else will start to go. But why would we ever believe anyone that said that we evolved from monkeys or that everything came out of nothing? That, that's just, again, it, it's foolish. It's foolish. Such things we should reject outright. Once creationism is denied, that God is the origin of all things, then all other doctrines, or many other doctrines, in some way will be deprioritized and degraded. Number three, have faith and courage. Have faith and have courage. I can remember when I was a young man, I went into a class, I think it was high school, and it, was a, or it may have been first year of college, and it, there was a chemistry class. And the very first day, the professor said, I can't remember the exact words, but he attacked creationism. He attacked believers and that we were mormon, uh, morons right away. Those are the very first words that came out of his mouth. And I was just, I was petrified. <gasps> I was you know, shocked to the core. What can I do now? And then there is this, like, tiny girl. I think, you know, you think I'm sure. There is this girl that was tiny, tinier than me. Excuse me, professor. Yes. God made everything and God even made you. <laughs> well, then, you know, all the other Christians in class, you know, we all got encouraged. And so you had about 13 hands come up. <laughs> so I saw, oh, you can have faith and you can have courage. That the professor may not 
be as wise as he thinks he is. He may think he has a galaxy brain. Actually, he might need to learn some things. Remember what David says in Psalm 119, that he knew more than his teachers? So young men and young women, older men and older women, if you have faith in God and you're talking to somebody that doesn't have faith in the true God of the Bible, with humility, you know more than them. A lot more. Because you know the Father. And the King. And they don't. So yes, study science and study creationism. There, there's fantastic books. But study more the Bible. And focus on knowing Christ. There's much to say, but time is fleeting. So let me give you one final point underneath looking at our own lives. This does involve believing sola scriptura. You, if you look back at verse 3, it says, By faith we understand the worlds were prepared by the word of God. And verse 3, that's talking about God's utterance from his own mouth. It's not talking about the written word, but God spoke and it was created. His voice was heard and things automatically out of nothing appeared. With that voice of God as it were, has been inscripturated in a book, the Bible. All scripture is theopneustos, God-breathed. And it's not, (gasps) that's not the idea. It's God, theopneustos is breathed out. It's the, (sighs) God's very living voice was put in that original autograph of the word. So when you hear the word, it creates faith. It changes lives. It regenerates. It gives new eyes to those that could not see and understand spiritual truth. God's word is powerful. Psalm 119, 105. The word is a light to my feet and a lamp to my path. And we will see throughout this section that even even Abel would have had revelation from God to Adam and Eve. So what we're saying is this revelation then was inscripturated and given to us. And even, what, 400, 500 years ago during the Reformation, men and women were willing to die for Scripture alone, that the highest authority for faith and practice and for everything in the universe ultimately is the Bible. It's not that the Bible is the only authority, but it is the infallible and and inerrant and therefore highest authority with God that we have. And we receive it by faith, being grasped by it and then gripping it ourselves. Now, this takes me back to what I mentioned about Proverbs. Yes, use your brain Use your intellect, but take your brain, take your intellect, and submit it by faith under God. Be as smart as you can possibly be under God. Think hard, but think hard after God. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. 
Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. Are you believing to understand? Using your intellect is important, but surrender it by faith to God. To push forward in a dark and fallen world, it doesn't take a great intelligence or even great faith, but a true faith in the great God. To push forward, which we need to do, which we must do as believers, especially in today's age. We pray and we hope it gets better, but it very well could get worse. So what do we do? Do we hold the line? We, we press forward. We don't just hold the line. We press forward by faith. It's not by great intelligence primarily. It's not even by our own great faith necessarily. But it's by a true faith in the great God. That's how we go forward. Lord, we thank you for your true word and your clear word. May we have a true faith and may our true faith rest in you. Lord, may we be as smart as we can possibly be, but not rest in our own understanding, but rest in you and your understanding as declared by your word. Father, give us true faith. We praise you. We give you glory. Amen.